Hello, I'm Jacob Zimmer, official steward of the Fun Palace. Thank you for listening to the Fun Palace Radio Variety Show hosted by Cedric Littlewood. The Fun Palace would love to hear from you. We are on the internet. Come and listen in to a radio station where the mighty hosts are On this episode, songs from Tassiomancy, Laura Barrett, and an Artificial Intelligence, a call-in show written by Evan Weber, and episode four of The Mysterious Death of W.B. Welcome to episode four of the Fun Palace Radio Variety Show. I remain your host, Cedric Littlewood. Every so often, I receive a manila envelope from the mysterious Fun Palace containing a thumb drive of MP3s and text documents. And my job is to edit these ingredients into a podcast and host it. And then they pay me with Visa gift cards, which I guess provides them with plausible deniability, for whatever that's worth. After the first couple podcasts, the Fun Palace sent me some notes. But this time, there don't seem to be any notes, so maybe I've been getting better at this. Who knows? If any of you listeners have any notes or suggestions for me, please feel free to email them to cedric at funpalace.ca, and maybe I will read them on the next episode. Now, on to our first segment... An Unknown Song by Tassio Mancy. Everybody's asking Will you go at night? And though there's too much speculation I wonder if there's insane Estimating the distance between the clouds of Venus, all those too much desperation. Oh, not a portai. Heaven, now you got us, so we know this time I've been going to the gates just to see him. Play simple, wildly. What's frivolous and what remains 
Google, tassiomancy is a method of divination. In fact, it is the scientific term for reading tea leaves. Tassiomancy is also a Canadian indie folk band from Toronto. Originally formed in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and centered on twin sisters Sari and Romy Lightman, tassiomancy also includes Evan Cartwright, Johnny Spence, and Gabriela Sirkovich. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. No word on whether the band can tell your fortune by reading your tea leaves, but they do have a very beautiful Tumblr at tassioblog.tumblr.com. Next, we have Chapter 4 of The Mysterious Death of WB. In the previous chapter, our hero Gabriel Novus got knocked out, 
heard the voice of missing German philosopher Walter Benjamin while unconscious, and again while conscious, and now Novus is headed south to find out more about Benjamin's disappearance from Paris. Ladies and gentlemen, the Fun Palace players are proud to present Chapter 4 of The Mysterious Death of W.B. We return you to 1941 and Gabriel Novus, the retired detective trying to lead a quiet life in spite of a world war. Following Benjamin's escape path from Paris, Novus finds more than he bargained for in The Mysterious Death of W.B. Previously on The Mysterious Death of W.B., Gabriel Novus, bookseller and retired P.I., has anyone seen a drink around here, yay big? Was approached by people claiming to be friends of the obscure writer Walter Benjamin. We know you're interested. Why else go to... the library? Novus reluctantly agreed to take the case of finding Benjamin and his missing manuscript, but he wasn't the only one looking. Please don't turn around there, Novus. I'd hate to have to shoot you. Now, recovered from his concussed vision of Walter Benjamin... I must make this last trip. You see, I have this briefcase. I cannot risk losing it. Novus sets out south for Lourdes, but first he'll stop off to see Benjamin's friend, Hannah Arendt. A story of intrigue and possibly murder surrounding Walter Benjamin, one of the 20th century's most influential thinkers, written by Jacob Zimmer with interruptions from Benjamin himself. Though based on actual people and events, the mysterious death of WB is a work of fiction. The truth, unknown, or even when it's known, we just make it up. Benjamin had gone to Lourdes. Probably not to stay, but it was a start. I packed my 38, a couple of shirts, a paperback, and my last bottle took what was left of the retainer from the earnest young couple and headed to the train station. I hate trains, but it was the only way out. I was hoping that closing shop and traveling under a different set of papers would throw off my gun-pointing friend. I didn't want any more unexpected meetings in dark alleyways. Crossing over to the unoccupied section of France didn't change much. The tanks were a different shade, but they followed the same orders, more or less. The real bad guys still didn't wear uniforms. I sat in my seat doing my best to stay calm. Oh, good Christ. My nerves on a train were bad at the best of times. Now I could barely get a drink from the bottle for my hands shaking. Couldn't sleep either. Not off in the face of Walter Benjamin climbing that ladder to heaven would be looking me kindly and desperately in the eye. I don't think I've ever been so glad to pull into a French commune. I did my best to settle down after the train ride. The commune was experimenting with tourism, so I arranged to have a drink at their cafe with the patron critic, Hannah Arendt. How goes the book-selling business, Gabriel? As well as anything in Europe goes. I came here for a quiet life. History isn't agreeing with you. No, rarely does. Shall I order us a drink? Oh, of course. Uh, hi, um, hi, what can I get for you today? Something to drink? A signature well, yeah. cocktail, perhaps? Oh, a cocktail. Oh, uh, what we have received have? a fresh order of mm, lemons, lemons, and I could muddle okay. that. Two yeah. whiskeys need a bottle of wine's fine. One glass. Um, Something unclear? Uh, not at all. <laughs> Excuse me. Miss Arendt, have you heard from Benjamin? Ah, so you didn't travel all this way for drinks with me and light conversation? History isn't agreeing with light conversation at the moment. The tradition of the oppressed teaches us that the state of emergency in which we live is not the exception, but the rule. We must attain to a conception of history that is in keeping with this insight. 
then we shall clearly understand that it is our task to bring about a real state of emergency, and this will improve our position in the struggle against fascism. Novus, are you cold? Uh, yeah, bit of a chill. Sorry. Why are you interested in Benjamin? I heard some rumors in Paris that he disappeared, even from friends. Which friends? The Institute, Adorno. <laughs> like I said, which friends? I knew Arendt didn't think much of the Institute for Social Research. No, I don't. Yeah, th these are my inner thoughts. You can't hear these. Thought they hadn't done enough to help Benjamin. Have you heard from him? You being paid to ask me that? I'm done with that line of work. Now I'm asking out of habit. Mm, trying to be his angel, Gabriel? Hmm. No. Maybe. I'm leaving. Maybe on my way I can make sure he's all right. That's all. Well, he could use an angel. Couldn't we all? I'm just passing through. Mr. Novus. Do you know the German folk story of the hunchback? Sure. Follows you around. If you trip, he tripped you. Well, Benjamin has a particularly active hunchback. Always has. But now I worry that the hunchback has become literal. Benjamin has turned his back Another on... drink? Oh, uh, perhaps gosh. something um, from... Uh, yes, expensive. Too. Very good. Literal, you said? Yes, literal. Benjamin has turned his back on Moscow. In writing? A thesis of the philosophy of history... I don't imagine they will like it. Too much theology, too much messianic cessation of being mixed in with the revolution of the proletariat, if you understand what I mean. I didn't understand what she meant. Except that the communists I knew didn't have much time for religion, or anyone who thought about it much. With Stalin and Hitler playing buddy-buddy, things weren't so good for an enemy of either. And an enemy of both? Well, it's not a place I'd like to be known to be. I received a letter from Lourdes. He was going on from there, I imagine. Say anything interesting? No, polite as always, and as secretive. And Gabe, another thing. Walter made it clear that he wasn't going to die in anyone's camp. Meaning? He's been hoarding morphine for almost a year. If he's in a corner, he'll take it. It would be a devastating loss. You might be the only one right now who can keep him from that fall. If anyone needed or deserved an angel, it's Walter. I didn't like this talk of angels. Reminded me of the dream I had after the crowd hit me. <laughs> Mr. Novus, I am sorry for the insistence of my friends, though their loyalty and care is heartening in these dark times. She's right that I seem to have put myself in a bad situation. We all have our own climbs, but I truly hope to see you in a more corporeal form. It is only for the sake of those without hope that hope is given to us. <laughs> Jesus. Novus, are you sure you're okay? Yeah, just shaking off the train ride. Yeah. All right, I'll go to Lord's. And I'll keep my eyes open for small men with deformed shoulders. Thank you, Miss Arendt. Thank you. And take care of yourself. Arendt gave me Benjamin's address in Lourdes and a little note introducing me to his sister who lived there. It meant another train ride. No matter what I told myself, I took Arendt's talk of angels and hunchbacks to heart. People, not good ones, were looking for Benjamin. I didn't know if I could help, but I couldn't walk away either. That concludes Chapter 4 of The Mysterious Death of WB. Will Novus get his wings? Find out in Chapter 5, coming up next week. The Mysterious Death of WB is performed by the Fun Palace Players, Becky Johnson, Brendan Gall, Susanna Fournier, and me, Jacob Zimmer. We're directed this week by Chris Earle with Sherry Hollett. Piano and other things by Jonathan Ajemian. Knobs, computers, and sounds by Richard Farron. 
So I noticed something there. Gabriel Novus is played by Brendan Gall, but in the first three chapters, he was played by Christopher Stanton. I hope Mr. Stanton is okay. Next up is something that I'm rather intrigued by. Canadian folk music by an artificial intelligence. I'm just going to roll the tape on this one. So, so uh, he drove all the way. He really just arrived from Fredericton just for this. Uh, Henry Adams Vec is going to come up. And he's going to play us some songs. And now, now these, aren't, these aren't just ordinary songs. These are, uh, these are songs written by, as I understand it, artificial intelligence. That's right. By, 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 uh, but an artificial intelligence called Livingston? Livingston, yeah, it was about two years ago now, I was in Dawson City okay. doing a residency, and yeah. um, my fellow artist-in-resident, Murik Plehal, a computer programmer from Czech Republic, okay. we, we decided to work together for our project, and we right. built a, an artificially intelligent archive of Canadian folk music. Oh, wow, so it has like all of the folk music ever? Yeah, the idea is that it can access the, the whole totality of the history of Canadian folk music, but also generate new but hyper-authentic uh, folk songs from the source data. Oh, I love hyper-authentic. So, like, it, it reads the old stuff. Does it track sort of current events? Well, we experimented with uh, letting it on the internet, but we had to corral it a little bit. I, I understand. That's, that's true of me also. Um, well, I'm, I'm excited to hear some folk music from the artificially intelligent. So if you're interested, uh, Murek Plihal and I, this uh, hot program out of the Prague scene there, a computer science scene, and I, and also Matthias Kamm of the Burning Hell was also instrumental programmer in this uh, project. And uh, between the three of us, the, there are two volumes that you can access yourself online if you, if you Google it. And uh, my favorite of all the output that Livingston generated... Uh, this is, I think, in a way, the instructions we gave Livingston were to crystallize as, as succinctly as possible this sort of kernel of Canadian authentic folk song. And I think he really pulled it off with this one. Uh, and some, I, I've been touring this around, some audience members who are more immersed in pop music than I, I'm a folklorist, so I spend most of my time listening to folk music. But apparently there's a line or two uh, in this song from a Neil Young song or two, who I guess is a Canadian pop singer. Um, and you might, you might recognize those lines. Um, Livingston entitled this one, Take It Easy But Take It to the Limit. And uh, I, hope that, I hope that you like it. Well, I'm running down the road trying to loosen my load. I got seven women on my mind. Four that want to own me, two that want to stone me. Once she's a friend of mine. Take it easy. Take it easy. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Lighten up while you still can Don't even try to understand Just find a place and make your stand And take it easy 
Well, I'm standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona, and it's such a fine sight to see. It's a girl, my lord, in a flatbed Ford, slowing down to take a look at me. Come on, baby, don't say maybe. I gotta know if your sweet love's gonna save me. We may lose or we may win, but we will not be here again. So open up, I'm climbing in. So take it easy. Well, I'm rambling down the road, trying to loosen my load. I got a world of trouble on my mind. Looking for a lover who won't blow my cover. Oh, she's so hard to find. Take it easy. Take it easy. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Come on, baby, don't say maybe. I gotta know if your sweet love's gonna save me. by Livingston. The website is folksingularity.com if you're interested. Thanks, Jacob, for having me here. Okay, I remember the Eagles doing a song that sounded very much like that. Now, I have to admit, that wasn't quite what I was expecting from an artificial intelligence. I thought maybe it would be performed by a robot, or it would say, Sorry, Dave, I'm afraid I can't sing that. But that sounded like it was sung by a real flesh-and-blood human being, whose name appears to be Henry Sveck. Maybe he is the organic interface for the AI. There may be implants involved. What I can tell you is that you can find more information at the website folksingularity.com. On to our next segment. Along with mystery, the Fun Palace players also seem to work in the genre of call-in show. Though, in this bit, all the calls seem scripted, so please don't call in now. It's not actually live. That would be disappointing for everyone. As I record this with summer solstice just past, this is a timely segment on Christmas gifts. <laughs> well, it's a bewildering world, isn't it? Yeah, it sure can be. A bewildering toy world. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we live in a huge world of toys. Yes. And uh, last time, we talked about the importance of keeping it 
keeping your holiday so it's not, you know, it's not a blank check holiday. That's my main message if I have one, yeah. So that means parents, Santas, all of you givers out there, you've got to be the ones in charge. You have got to say what shows up under the tree. Right, or the menorah, yeah. But how are you going to make those kinds of decisions? Well, we thought this time we would take some of your calls and let the toy expert address your questions and your concerns. Let you know what's hot this season and how you can keep all the younger ones happy. So let's take our first call. Hi there. Hi. Uh, my son's two and a half, and I've just been wondering what I can get him because all of the things I think he really likes are in the 0 to 2 range or the 3 to 9 range, so it doesn't really leave a lot that I can choose from. Can you think of Anything he might like? Well, if your son's two and a half, then he, uh, you really need to just look at your own child. It's, it's possible that he's ready to get into the three to six range. Oh. Yeah, it's a smaller range. It's less well-known, uh, but you can find products for that range. It depends on the amount of plastics or what, what we call swallowables. Uh, now, d- does he still put things in his mouth? Well, I think they all do. Okay, yeah, well, some more than others. Uh, well, Bob the Builder yeah. is really popular among boys, even though it's uh, three to nine. Uh, the parts are non-toxic, so it might be good for him. Uh, he's a car boy, can I guess? Uh, he loves cars. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Okay, thanks. Okay, great. Fantastic. Next caller. Hi. Hi there. Uh, thanks for having me on. Sure. I've got a little stuffed creature for my daughter. She's six, and uh, it comes with a little electronic tag, uh-huh. and it has a barcode and an entry code and a, a scanner on a cable that goes into the computer. Yeah, you're talking about Webkins. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Well, for everyone listening, Webkins are, are little creatures that have a life of their own online. And, and you can log in with them and uh, talk to other Webkins and their little people. And the best part is that there are a lot of security protocols. So your little ones learn good web practices, and the website is monitored by police all the time. Okay, uh, go ahead. Yes. So the problem is... I tried to log into the website, but it doesn't seem to work. I've just spent six hours with technical support, with my daughter streaming tears down her face. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, this was a problem that, that really slipped by. Probably they've just got a, a lot of volume on the website right now, uh, so they might be crashing a little. Did you, did you get Webkin up? No, not yet. Okay. And uh, do, you, uh, do you have a question? Well, I, I want to know. What do you think about this product? I mean, I can't return it because of my daughter, but is it going to work? Is it good? Is it bad? I'd say just hang in there for a bit, and I'm sure Webkins will be back soon. Because I'll tell you, I think it's worth the wait. Hello? Okay. Okay. Uh, Uh, Hi there. Next caller. Hello. Uh, my son's 10. Um, he likes strategy and he has cerebral palsy. He's in a wheelchair with a tray and his gross motor skills are all right, but it's always a challenge to find toys that he can really actually um, play with. Sure. And, and, and every year it's really hard and it's just terrible when we surprise him with something that he, he can't really play with. I would suggest that maybe you want to look into wedgets. Uh, they're just, there's these really, uh, just really ingeniously designed little strips of rubber and you stack them up and, and then it's, it's really quite amazing how they just stay like that. And it's really a lot of fun. And he might be able to do that. All right, thanks for your time. Thanks for calling. Great, wonderful. Nice caller, please. 
Hello, good morning. Hi, my daughter loves to sing and dance and acting, and we already have a karaoke machine, so is there anything else we can get her? Oh, uh, my mind was just going to karaoke. <laughs> yes, but we already have that. Uh, okay, my mind uh, keeps going to charades. Okay, but you can't give that? Oh, uh, no, 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 actually, uh, there are a couple of charades games that have great gift value and really nice components. But she already knows how to do charades. Are there any improv games or games where people pretend to be doing things? Well, uh, there are... There are a few classics, but, but this year, it's really about fantasy and building environments. And if you've been listening to the rest of the show, you'd know what I mean. Okay, so, so anything in that area uh, will probably be fine. Fairies and mermaids are really in. Fairies and mermaids that build. Okay. Thanks. Great. Hi there, you're on the air. Hi. Um, I've got three kids, uh, two girls and a boy. And my wife and I really like to encourage play that doesn't rely completely on... Uh, Electronics or plastics? Waldorf. Uh, no. Okay, great, great. Uh, we try to buy toys from independent toy sellers who we know and the kids know, people who make their own things, you know? Uh huh. But it, it's really hard to find anything that doesn't come from China. Mm. And, and I'm wondering if there are any toys that are produced domestically that you could talk about. Well, there are a lot of toys that are designed in Canada, a lot. But. Are they all made in China? Well, yes. Anything that's plastic is going to come from China. That's just a fact of life. We can't really make plastic components here. Well, we can. We just have to... Yeah, it's to just a fact of life for toys. But, make but there are some games that are made in Canada. Games that are more about concepts. Uh, so, so we can still do that. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you about one that is very exciting. Uh, I've actually been dying to talk about it. So I'm glad you called with this question. It's called Rock Shuck. Rock Shuck! And you remember the symbol of the Vancouver Olympics? It's, uh -huh. it's like that, right? It's a stacking game using rocks where you make structures or, or figures by trying, trying to stack rocks up. It's great for ages 2 to 99 because it's, it's just stacking rocks. It's wonderful. And uh, it, it's made in Canada? Yes, and it uses real rocks. It's completely made in Canada. Uh, some of them are smooth. Some of them are, are more rough. It's really quite challenging. Do kids like it? Or? Yes, and the best part, it can really appeal to everyone. So it's, it's great over the holidays when people are stopping by. Okay. Great. Okay, next caller. Hi there. Hi. What about this box world? Where can I get that? Well, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I know that one. <laughs> it's a box with lights on each side, and there's a stick man who lives on the box, and he's just in the box. And on the side, you can see the side, and on the top, you can see the top of him. And, you know, and the sides of the box world has magnets, and so when you put it next to another box world, the stick man can cross over, and they can go into each other's boxes and play games with each other and do things until you pull the boxes apart, and then they just jump back into their own box worlds. And it's a three-dimensional box? Yeah. Are you homesick today? It's just a little <laughs> box you can have. I just want to get one. Okay, seriously, screening? I'm afraid that's outside my field. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, but how do you get the toys that you want? Fuck, Richard, can we cut this off? Uh, you, listen, you have to be nice. Okay, you have, to, you have to be good. Okay? Okay. 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 And that concludes Toy Expert. That was a very helpful advice call-in show called Toy Expert, written by Evan Weber and performed at the Rhubarb Festival at Buddies in Bad Times Theatre by the Fun Palace Players. Nicola Correa Damoud, Richard Allen Campbell, Susanna Fournier, and Christopher Stanton. Oh, I guess he's okay after all. 
Music direction was by Scott Maynard. Apparently, this is the group you can hear backing up Mr. Maynard on the Fun Palace Radio theme song. Our final segment for this episode is a song performed by Laura Barrett. She is a Toronto based artist with a diverse history of solo work and collaborations in music, film, and theatre. Wikipedia says she's best known for incorporating the kalimba into her music. She was also a member of Sheezer, an all female Weezer cover band that recently disbanded, which is really a shame. Anyway, here is Laura Barrett singing Fairyland, which is spelled like the town in Newfoundland and performed at the Monarch Tavern. What's the use in coming up with new to describe the reverie of your two Force you to, you too. 
Thank you. Dana Snell, Laura Barrett. Together we are Laura Barrett. What? <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can find the Fun Palace at funpalace.ca or wherever good podcasts are found. Go forth. Have fun. Multiply variety.